Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Eat, Move, Live 52 podcast. It's so good to be here again. Yeah, it's great to be back, and um, we have been super busy, and it's been great, and we are just, uh, we've just been loving life, um, teaching people, spreading the Eat, Move, Live 52 message, and Galena um, is getting ready to go on a big trip. Yeah, I'm leaving for five weeks. Yeah, so we thought... What better time than to record a podcast half an hour before we have to get on the road to the airport? Yeah, it's a perfect time to be creative, you know? <laughs> like creativity is asking itself to be expressed all the time through us, and we just have to be available. And, um, you know, I could be straightening up the house, which there's always loose ends hanging in anyone's home, or we can um, reach out to the interwebs and uh, say hello to everyone. There's a lot of updates that we have, and we have a lot of cool guests lined up for the podcast, yeah. and we haven't really talked about this is, us in yeah, a long time. Yeah, so we thought we'd just do one, which was just the two of us, kind of give you a little bit of the news, a little bit of what's been going on with us, and what's been going on out there in the world of health and wellness. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, so first thing is we are super excited um, about our book, Eat Well, Move Well, Live Well, 52 Ways to Feel Better in a Week, because it was recently nominated for the Indie Forward Award, right, in the category of health. Yeah, and we're there with several other books that we really love and highly respect. So being in kind of the same um, book broth with all of those other books makes us feel really, really happy. We feel like it's taken us many years to find our niche, and it was really nice to see us with other books that are in the same area, really trying to help the average person feel better without having to completely change their life. And let's face it, many of us have great, full, and rich lives to live, and taking care of ourselves can only make them fuller and richer. And for many, many years, so many of the books out there were trying to give us complete overhaul. So we're happy that other authors like us are finding simple ways to help everyone be better. Yeah, yeah. So we're happy to be finalists, and Katie Bowman's books are in there too. And, yeah, Katie. Uh, yeah, so it's awesome. So they're supposed to announce the, the winners sometime later this month. So uh, keep us in your in your thoughts. Yeah, and prayers, that and uh, in your hashtags <laughs> on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Um, look for the Indie Forward Awards, and uh, you'll see us there. Awesome. Okay. So, um, you may have noticed that you stopped by our website recently. We've got a new logo and a new look to the website. We've moved it. It should be a little bit faster. And um, we kept it as close as possible to it as it was before, so it's not dramatically different. But we simplified some of the menus, so it's easier to find some things. And, but we're just really happy about the streamlined look, and we really love the new logo, and everything's all tied together, eatmovelive52.com. So there's no more, you can still find it if you have an old link to the fitting or eatwellmovewell.com, but eatmovelive52 really just makes us happy, and I think it really kind of summarizes what we are. I told Roland when we came up with it that I, I was like, oh, maybe we can stick with this for like the next 10 years or so. I feel like no matter what we do in the next 10 years, eat, we'll be doing work connected to eating, moving, and living 
for sure. Like, what else could we be doing? Astrophysics? Like, we're not going to go that far <laughs> move, off. Move, live, Astrophysics 52. Yeah, that'll be really fun. And um, Sheldon Cooper joins us. Yes, Sheldon Cooper joins us as the third in the team. And our illustrator, Ellie, who we dearly love, who illustrated the book, also made the logo. So we have that continuity there with her great talent. Thank yeah. you, Ellie. Yeah. Um, other new awesome stuff coming up is we've got a couple of courses, online courses that we've, uh, you know, it's been really hard for us because we're so busy to be able to do um, individual coaching or even like live coaching groups. They just take, there's so much, they're so hard because people, we have people from all over the world and different time zones and things like that. So to make it easier for people and uh, to get more people, um, I don't know, better, right? You know, we've kind of come up with some online courses, and they've been they've been really well received. Yeah, the latest course that we published, "Every Body Moves," body like your body, <laughs> not my body, because my body already moves. I hope your moves too. Um, Everybody moves has been a fabulous course, and we just recently rounded up some um, appendices, some updates. It's still growing. One of the coolest things with online courses is. We have the core of the course, and then I've been adding as more things come up, more pieces to it. So the latest piece that we've added was about the new ergonomics, how to be healthy in your office. In addition to, take this, 45 five-minute movement breaks. It's a huge library. If you want to move, once you get into the course, there's no excuses. Well, that's the part I think that's the very best because if you want, to, a lot of times people get overwhelmed by the idea of a course and they're like, oh, I'm going to have to do all this learning and reading and studying in order to get anything out of this. But you don't have to do that to get started. All you have to do is you join the course and right away you have five minute movement breaks. You can do them. We've, you know, we had some of them in our Facebook group, uh, which are free to join as well. And we just keep adding them. Galena has added them all to this course. And they're so simple and they're so powerful. Whether you do one per day or two per day, mix them up or do them in order, they're just super awesome. Yeah, I got to my uh, acupuncturist's office like a week ago and her front desk person was missing. I was like, oh my God, there's no one here. And then the front desk person comes in from the outside and she said, I was doing a five minute movement break. So it was gone. <laughs> she's been doing our course and it was so great. It was so nice to see that, that she could leave the front desk for five minutes. You know, mm -hmm. the walls were still there. The earth was still turning <laughs> and she was very, very happy. She was so excited. Yeah. Well, it's so awesome because you can do them from the comfort of your home or you can do them from your phone or your tablet or wherever. These videos just, they pop up and you can just access them anywhere and um, just get in your five minutes anytime you want. And that kind of starts to break up that old belief that, in quotations, exercise is something that we need to do for hours. Like you go and you do a 60-minute session or you do a 75-minute session or a 90-minute session. And that's simply not true. That's simply not true. You can do five minutes and do really, really well. Absolutely. And we have a couple of uh, new things that we're working on. Uh, we've got, we also, we, you know, obviously we have the Real Food Reset course on there that gives you everything you need to know to, to really re revamp, revamp, overhaul or whatever um, your, uh, your diet, your nutrition in just a 30-day program. It's that 30 days is so powerful. And uh, we're getting ready to work on sort of an intro course to that too, which is going to be free for everybody. 
and just be able to jump in and, and see how you like it. We're excited about that. Yeah, we're super excited. And last but not least, we're getting ready to lead our first retreat this fall. And you're the first ones to find out about it. We haven't even announced it in our newsletter or Facebook group yet. And it will be most, most likely somewhere on the West Coast because we want to keep it close to home for us. And it'll be on the topic of emotional eating. And it'll be a fabulous retreat in a small group. And if you're interested, drop us a line and we'll keep you updated. Yeah, we've wanted to do... For those of you who don't know, Galena has been doing these retreats, uh, both the emotional eating retreat and also just more of a general fitness, wellness, and health retreat in Bulgaria for many years. It's, this is, I believe, just with Diana and I, I think this is 10th year with just her. And I started years before that. So like 14 years, it's like, oh, I'm getting old. So we've been talking <laughs> about, we've been talking about doing them here in America for a long time right? At least five years. And we just, oh yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Well, finally we're going to do it. So we've been talking about it. We've been asking people about places, great places we can go. And my goal is, and I don't, I, I mean, I'm a, Galena's, Galena's real excited about this emotional eating retreat. Um, and I'm excited about it too. But my goal is also to have retreats for everybody for different things. Some people want something fancy. Some people want like a spa. And some people want like to get back to nature. And those are the kinds of things that I want to be able to, 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 to get people interested in. Like a, I really am excited about some sort of like a, not necessarily a camping retreat, but something in the it's woods. Fun. Yeah, I know. She's like, ah, oh, you're not going to do that. But if I can get you camping, I can get anybody camping, right? Now... <laughs> she's wincing um, but she liked camping you know we'll, we'll have camping where you can shower there'll be a shower there right it's not going to be like uh, breathe deep right it's going to be good camping I stopped breathing you guys like 30 <laughs> seconds of not breathing it's not the camping and I love nature it's just that at night when you're sleeping there are animals who can come they can't get into the tents yeah that's what he keeps saying not, that nylon is like impenetrable. Maybe I have some sort of an ancestral memory of where like one of my <laughs> great great grandmothers got eaten by something yeah, in a maybe tent. Maybe both of them before you were even before they even had offspring. <laughs> and that was that's why it's so bad. But yeah, so yeah, I, look for that in the future. I hear you. I I know one of the things that makes <laughs> Roland and I a great team is that we're so so different, and in a way. That's fabulous because it keeps us going and it doesn't, keeps her grounded. doesn't let us be stale in any way in our relationship or in our work life. But I can totally see how we can lead completely different retreats with you as a leader or me as a leader. And I, I would love to be your uh, sidekick. Not like Wonder Woman, like <laughs> more like a sidekick. Ah, good job, Dharma. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. All right. So that's our news, right? So just, you know, the, the, the best way to find out about more is to keep listening to the podcast you can join our email list and you can uh, join our facebook group the facebook group has really grown super active in there and so if you're interested in eating moving and living better all 52 day wait days weeks of the year get in that group yeah we'll put a link in we'll put a link in the show notes to that too Fabulous. So shall, right. we, shall we bring what's been on our mind in, in the health world in the last couple of weeks? Yes, yes. Um, the, the, we recently, um, Galena recently, made, well, I helped her. I cut off her head a little bit in this video, but otherwise it's a great video. Um, 
She's been, we've been long fans of Vibram Five Fingers, right? With the five little toes on each foot. But they recently came out with some shoes that don't have the five toes. They don't. So as you know, many of you, especially those of you who hike and have an active lifestyle, you probably have um, Vibram or Vibram soles on your shoes and they make amazing soles and amazing rubber. And when Vibram first came up with the idea for the five finger shoe or for the five toe shoe, <laughs> they, um, they went out to different companies and tried to sell the idea and everybody was like, you guys are insane. This will never take off. So they're like, okay, we're just going to make it ourselves because they had the technology for the sole and then they just have to figure out what to do with the upper. Now, what they've done with this new shoe, which is called the Furushiki shoe. Um, and <laughs> Furushiki. Roland called them Fukushima for a long time, which wasn't fun. Furukaki. It's just yeah, that stuff like, that you sprinkle on top of Yeah, like uh, all... Protein. Yeah, he tried to butcher it many different ways. But Furushiki is something that's wrapped. I, from, what I, from what I'm understanding uh, in Japanese culture, there's a lot of wraps. Like whether you're... That's like a wrap for your baby or another kind of a wrap. Just for, the way for to... Sushi? I don't think for sushi, but nice analogy. So just anything that you kind of wrap that overlaps. Oh, okay. And they made this shoe that you just pretty much slide your foot in. It's like a very light slipper. And the front of it looks like you're sliding your shoe into um, like a ballet flat. And then there's nothing on the sides. And the way the shoe stays on your foot is with these two thick straps that start at the front of the foot. And then they wrap through your ankle and they Velcro really sturdily on the side. The shoe itself is completely flexible. It's almost like a, like a studio dance shoe or a martial arts shoe, something that's really, really thin. Hmm. And what surprised me is I had seen many videos of them, but in person, they're way lighter and way thinner. Roland was like, wow, these are like a bandana. And I was like, well, they're actually more like underwear. They're very, they're like this really intimate They're thin. like underwear for your feet. Yeah, but with some rubber. And I was very excited to get them. Every time I travel, I have this huge issue with having to carry like seven different kinds of shoes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gone for five weeks again. What am I going to carry with me? And I have a, a, a serious limit on how much luggage I can carry. So I bought them hoping that they'll be a good movement exercise shoe, but also a good kind of like walk around town shoe. And success. I spent about three weeks testing them and shot a little video to show you how amazing they are. They fit most of my requirements for a good minimal shoe, which are very, very high. So I give this shoe like 8.5 on a scale of 10, and that's a lot. Hmm. One of the things that I love about a minimal shoe is not only that it's light and flexible, but that you don't have to do any work making it fit your foot. You don't have to work to fit in it. So that it's not the shoe that's bossing your foot around, but it's your foot that's bossing the shoe around. And that's how it's supposed to be. All right. We should never have shoes that alter how our feet function. And um, these are amazing. I've been very, very impressed. Okay. So I'll uh, take them on a, on a serious road test for the next five weeks all over Europe. And uh, we'll see how that goes. A little minimal footwear um, sideline here is... I'm going to be at my first minimal footwear swap meet oh, really? in, the, in the Netherlands in, um, next week. 
And uh, I'll be there with Katie Bowman and a whole bunch of other people who are a part of our restorative exercise nutritious movement community in Europe. And apparently we have to go to some really exotic place, travel like an hour and a half there in a car and get to it. And there's going to be this massive, big, minimal footwear swap meet. So maybe I'll find some cool shoes. Maybe I'll, I'll swap my Froshiki for something from Belgium or the Netherlands. <laughs> So keep me posted. Nice, nice. Well, there will be, there's a link, going to be a link to the video, which is on YouTube, in the show notes, and all the information so you can see if the Furushiki shoe is for you. And it's not just Galena that loves them. A lot of our friends have uh, also piped in that they've tried them and they like them as well. So they're great in the gym as well. They're super flexible and really grippy. Right? Super grippy. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. I yeah. love them. They also make all the flowers that are falling off the acacia trees right now stick to them. <laughs> so by the time I walk to the gym from our home, I'm covered in these flowers and they just trail all behind me. It's really cool. That's nice. Like Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. Like more natural. Kind of like that. Yeah. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, on to the next thing, right? A couple of weeks ago, we were at uh, an event with Maria Shriver, Katie Bowman. And so many other, Dr. Amen, so many other people re- bringing awareness and raising money for women's Alzheimer's disease research. Yep. It's not just women, but women have, was it, is it 80% or 75% of Alzheimer's disease affects women? Yeah, um, twice, as, twice as many as men. So for women, the risk is about one in six, and for men, it's one in 11. Yeah. So, so it's it's quite quite more and so Maria Shriver started this organization, the Women's Alzheimer's Movement and Move for Minds, mm-hmm. which is this really cool event that her organization does together with the Equinox chain of um, health clubs. And so this particular event um, two weeks ago was a part of a nationwide event that included eight cities at eight Equinox facilities, Mm -hmm. where each Equinox facility had a dedicated mind and body workout for an hour, and then it had a panel of speakers and sort of a little area with vendors and presenters who are also showing their Alzheimer's and brain health related products. Yeah, so healthy foods, low sugar foods, and... um... There's lots of things, fish oil, like a lot of things that, you know, that we've talked about in the past as part of a a regular healthy diet, but it's just so important to realize when, how healthy food and unhealthy food and activity and lack of activity can affect your chances of, uh, of, of getting this or suffering from it. Yeah, it's sort of a, if we can just throw out a couple of useful tips here, Mm. it's sort of a misconception that Alzheimer's is something that if you don't have genetic predisposition in your family, you're not going to get. Uh, And it's sort of of a blunt way to put it, but if you have a brain, you're at risk. And because of the environmental changes in recent years and how much more polluted our Um, food supply chain is and how much more pollution there is in the environment, how much less sleep we're getting, how much more stress we have, we're becoming more and more at risk for Alzheimer's disease. And um, the panel of speakers was really wonderful. Um, There was a doctor slash researcher from um, a local big university, Dr. Grill, who was amazing. Malika Chopra was there. Dr. Amen and Tana Amen were there. And of course, our favorite, Katie Bowman. 
was there and one of the one of the main parts of the event was asking the panelists all sorts of questions like how to prevent alzheimer's what can we do what can we do to help care partner with those who are already ill and something that i wasn't aware of is that there's a very large number of people in the united states who are just caregiving care partnering for people with alzheimer's and how big their needs are and um, it, it just really brought attention both to my heart and to my mind about the many different ways that we can help care partners and care providers have an easier time as they care for somebody they love. So there are many tips that were heard in the Q&As. One thing that was really surprising to me is that each of the panelists was really clear that it is a holistic approach, that we need to be really proactive and to really tackle our brain health from every possible angle. So healthy food is important. Uh, Dr. Amen and his wife has done incredible work in that area with their books and we're going to put a, uh, a link to their products and their website where you can do your own tests for how great your brain is doing or not so great uh, and the many different ways that you can improve your brain function. He's ran over a hundred thousand brain scans. He has the biggest library of um, um, resonance scans of brains um, in the world and he's kept good track of how people progress or regress um, based on um, the recommendations for supplementation and nutrition and changing lifestyle and habits so nutrition definitely a huge part it was really interesting how um, somebody asked me what about alcohol and he said well no I hope nobody's kidding themselves that alcohol and coffee are health foods right in moderation they're great and then you do a bit more and things start to go downhill yeah so really finding that edge where you're not overindulging in anything and then second very very important thing other than the nutrition which all of you guys listening to our podcast are so well aware of is sleep and we talk about sleep pretty much ad nauseum everywhere we can you're probably like enough about the sleep enough about the sleep just tell me what pill to take and unfortunately there's no pill that will replace sleep there's no way to hack yourself out of a system that isn't sleeping well or sleeping enough and um it was very interesting how no matter what the area of expertise of the panelists was, everybody said that sleeping and good sleep hygiene and good sleep environment is really, really important. And making sure that your sleep is not fragmented, making sure that you're getting good quality sleep. And that can be done both with a sleep study and some of the more um, kind of more accessible high resolution pulse oximetry. I have... Um, and we'll probably do a whole podcast where we're going to have a guest to talk about that mm. so that you can learn more in depth about what that shows. But pretty much in the end, you're looking for information, not just whether you're sleeping enough, but whether the quality of your sleep is good and whether you're going to that deep restful sleep or you're being woken up many times a night without even remembering. Yeah, you know, in some ways, like all of these things are... All of the things that are problems are problems because they cause stress and or inflammation, right? So when you don't get enough sleep, it's it's not the necessarily the fact that what was happening when you were sleeping, 
but except the, the fact that it was restoring your restoring things. So then it reduces stress, reduces inflammation. So all of these things are the same, same thing. Same with the food. That's why it's important to focus on quality food, removing the, the, the foods that are causing problems for you, um, toxic load. And I'm not talking toxic load like, you know, like um, sugar, uh, you know, although sugar can be a problem, especially in high amounts. But I'm talking about, you know, um, I don't know, like, like, give me an example. Like, um, like pesticides? Pesticides, things well, pesticide, like that. Pes- pesticides, BPAs, plastics, um, pharmaceuticals, or those things that get stuck in our systems and our body has yeah. a really hard time handling. You e- ha- even shampoo. Like, you get these cheap shampoos with all sorts of uh, junk in them, and it goes on your skin and gets absorbed. All of these things... In some ways, none of these things are a problem if everything else in your life is under control. But when you have all of these things piling on, mm-hmm. all of these things play a, a part. So we, we say, in addition to talking about sleep all the time, we also say to look at the things that, it, all the little things you can incrementally improve in your life. Because it not only affects your health in general, but in this case, it can really affect how your, how your mind works. Absolutely. Now and later on in life. Absolutely. And the good news is, people like somebody brought up, oh, I have to do all of these things just on the off chance that I might get Alzheimer's disease. And um, I think um, one of the doctors there said, well, the good news is that all of these things are good for you. Like, none of the, you're not doing any of these. It's not wasting. You're not wasting any of these things. Like, even if you found out 50 years from now that there was no possible way you could have gotten Alzheimer's disease, you could have avoided all sorts of other things, other kinds of dementia, right? Type 2 diabetes, anxiety, anxiety, yeah. All heart disease, all of these things, just being overweight, like all of these things all play into it. Absolutely. And having a happy, healthy, enjoyable life and enjoyable relationships. Absolutely. It's very interesting because this whole lifestyle medicine that's evolved, it's almost like listening to your mother. It's like, go to bed on time, you know, brush your teeth, floss, and, um, you know, don't stay up too late. It's, it's like, wow, it's all so common sense. And it's exactly because it's so mundane that we haven't been paying attention to it. Yeah. It was interesting to sit with Malika Chopra, who, by the way, has exactly the same presence as her father. And it was just so, she's just such a peaceful and present human being. And I can imagine it probably has its um, uh, positives and negatives to be Chopra's daughter. I don't know what that's like, but I don't want to go into imagining well, that. Or I think there's the big shoes to fill kind probably. of thing. Or like expectations. And she even talked a little bit about that. But to, despite the fact that my father, you know, has this image and this, he's teaching on this lifestyle of peaceful and meditation and things like that. She goes, I, I still didn't, I didn't do half, half of those things. And yeah. I suffered for it. And it wasn't until I sort of took control back of my life that I that I was able to get better. Yeah, and she led us through a very short and um, sweet meditation, which I think Roland recorded, so maybe he'll share yeah, that. Find that. Maybe he'll share that with you. But she pretty much just encouraged us to stop and to take a few deep And it's like breaths. five minutes, so. Yeah, it was super short. It was super sweet. And I think, you know, research is showing more and more that even pausing for 20, 30 seconds can create significant changes in how our brain functions. So this sort of addiction to being on the go, 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 go all the time, we can't keep going on like this forever. And we don't have to wait for the 
the system to break down for you to go down with a terrible disease or to have a family member go down with a terrible disease before you start doing something for yourself. Yeah. So it was great to talk to, to Malika about that and to really get her quote-unquote blessing for um, you know mindfulness really being a part of, of daily life. And then also social contact, being socially present with other people, getting social support, having playful time and creative time, all of that really matters. And what I really loved is that Katie Bowman is so amazing. If you've read Movement Matters, you know about how, about her way of linking really small daily events and actions and choices that we make to how it affects us on a community level, on a social level, on a global level, and even on a historical level, like what kind of a history are we creating for our future kids and grandkids? And what was amazing is how Katie brought it all together, that if we can go back to really being aware of our communities and our connections, then we can move and eat better and grow our food and care for the environment, which is all good for our brain. So we don't have to compartmentalize and do here good sleep and here good diet and here a green smoothie. But if we can really design the sort of life that we evolved in instead of this urbanized, uh, very... um, segmented and spread apart life it can really take care of things just because of the way we designed it mm-hmm. just yeah. like not having a couch really takes care of things about sitting on the floor like i don't have to remind myself to sit on the floor because there's nowhere else to sit <laughs> yeah exactly. i i have to i have to make a public confession what is it full disclosure friday that roland and i have recently found that we can sit on the stairs it's like, oh, so our bodies found out that there is a lazy way. And it's like right by the kitchen. So you're sitting there like you're, you're tired after a long day and you're cooking and you're like, okay, I'm waiting for that to boil. I'm just going to go over and sit down on the stairs. It's just like a couch. It is Except so, your butt falls asleep because the stairs aren't very soft. Your butt falls so asleep. Yeah, so, so now we have to remind ourselves not to sit on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Leave a bunch but of luckily sh- we don't do it very long. Yeah, we just we'll, do it for a few minutes. And like we said, it's not a problem sitting on the couch. The problem is that people sit on the couch too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we have our, <laughs> our butts have discovered the path to the stairs. Very cool. I, I had a really interesting... Uh, thought about remember that study with the chimps that were given a choice of mattress or no mattress uh-huh. you should post it up and the chimps were like hell we're getting a mattress we're not <laughs> sleeping on the floor we're not idiots so you know it's, oh they threw them all of these they like get, bedding they, materials they or something like bedding. that and they like figured out how to waste they're making hammocks and they're like <laughs> packing this stuff up to make these like comfortable beds yep. and like these were chimps that never had beds before yeah, but they're yeah. like oh we figured it out a way though totally so our primate cousins have put this into us that we can easily easily go and find what's easier than sitting on the floor so we're embracing our legacy yeah how about that all right and we're going to talk about sleep a little bit more aren't we a little bit but it's sort of different it's like more in a there was i mean i'm sure there will be more that comes out on this but for those of you who are science fiction fans or fans of star wars you know that carrie fisher who was princess leia passed away several months ago, right? Well, it was shortly after her daughter died, yeah? No, no, no. She died, and then her mother... De- oh, um, I have it backwards. Her mother, Debbie Reynolds, yes. died the next day. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so um, Carrie Fisher died, they say, on an airplane. She was on an airplane um, traveling, and some sort of like a heart attack or something like that. And then, 
you know, went into a coma and never woke up and died a couple of days later, I think. Um, and How traumatic for her family, for the passengers, for everyone. Yeah, around. yeah. What a horrible way. And they, I guess they, yesterday there was an article that they did an autopsy, and um, and then this article talked about how she had sleep apnea and she was overweight and smoked and drug use. So the headline of the article was that she died from sleep apnea, which is really an oversimplification, right? Mm-hmm. So. Because obviously all those other things played a big part in it too. Sure. We have no idea. And there's when you die of sleep apnea, if you were going to die of sleep apnea, you would usually die in your sleep because you stopped breathing. Right. Right. Because um, tell tell people what sleep apnea is. Sleep apnea is an obstruction of the airway that happens while we are asleep. So the airway collapses and the tongue usually. Um, goes back into the throat and you're just unable to take a breath because there's not enough space in your airway. Yeah, so you might have, you, you might know somebody who has this. You could have a spouse or your, like my father, for instance. Um, he would snore and then we would hear him not snore. Like suddenly he's silent. And then after so many seconds, suddenly he would... <gasps> Yeah. Right. Really, like, suck in, and then he would go back to sleep, and uh, he never didn't really wake up, but he would go back into his snoring again, and mm-hmm. this would happen periodically. Well, that's a sleep apnea event, right? Yes, it's a sleep apnea event, and they can be shorter or longer. And one thing that people don't realize is that during the time of not breathing, when you don't have respiration, all of these byproducts of metabolism build up, and so you can. Picture them as metabolites or toxins or whatever you want to call them. They're byproducts, advanced glycation and products. Mm -hmm. And all these products build up in your system. And when you inhale again, because you wake up, right? Mm -hmm. And you you take a deep breath. Now that you have control of the airway, conscious control of the airway and the tongue, you can do that. And then all these byproducts that have built up in the time that you weren't breathing are now crossing the blood-brain barrier and they are becoming really, really dangerous for your brain. Because it's such a high amount. High amount. And one of the things... In a short period of time. And what happens is that there is actual brain damage to the... I believe it's to the cerebellum mostly that over time will age your brain to the point to where you don't necessarily die from the apnea, but the damage to the brain was so severe that either you're breathing or something else is going to go. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. So that's why a CPAP machine is so important because the CPAP is literally saving you from a either the possibility of dying in your sleep because of a longer episode or this prolonged exposure to these toxic byproducts that are going to be aging your brain very, very quickly and they're going to be leading to slow brain damage. Yeah, so I think what happens is that when people... I'm not going to say that a sleep app is easy. Like if you have sleep apnea, right, and you, it, it might be difficult to use for you. It might be uncomfortable, right? But people think, well, it's uncomfortable. I'll get to this later. I'll work you on this can't. later, right? You can't. And they think the downside is that they're not getting good enough sleep and that they're going to continue to be tired. So they think, well, it's not that bad, right? But they don't understand that there are significant things that are happening that are causing Every time, short 
Right. Every time this happens, they're causing long-term damage that are going to cause long-lasting and, in some cases, irreversible yeah. health effects. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to get um, we're going to get a, an expert to talk about this with us. I've been doing some very intense training in airway medicine mm-hmm. in, this year, and we'll get one of our, my teachers to jump on the podcast with us yeah. and really explain how this works. But what's really What's, what's sad and what's hard for me, and this became a discussion in our Facebook group about apnea, is that most of my clients will just get their machines shipped to them. They just show up at your door. So you don't really get any instruction. You don't get any support. You don't get any daytime breathing support. Because if you have apnea, you have daytime issues as well. So you're not getting daytime support either. You're not taught about proper breathing mechanics. You're not taught about stress modulation you're not talking about breathing behavior. And there are people out there that are doing courageous work in those new fields, and they don't even have, people don't even have access to them. And, and that's what's really sad. Still, though, if you have a CPAP machine that you haven't started using, go for it you tonight. You gotta start using it. Tonight. Right? These other things are every, like, like, just like every other thing. The CPAP machine is an important tool, it does important things. It's life Right? Um, yes, it would do. It would be even better if you got the daytime support and you worked on um, the breathing mechanics and things like that. That will both help you while you're awake and again while you're sleeping. The good news here is you get on your CPAP machine. A lot of people have sleep apnea um, either because they're overweight or they're overweight because they have sleep apnea. Right? The two. It can be one or the other, or it can be a vicious circle where common, yeah. the worse the sleep apnea gets the heavier you get, right? Right, because you're in distress. Yeah. So the good news is, get on the CPAP machine, you can um, lose weight, you can get healthier, it can affect things like your type 2 diabetes, which many people with sleep apnea have, metabolic syndrome. Um, I have a friend the other day who said, oh, it's not a biggie, I have uh, pre-diabetes. Oh, great. I'm pre-diabetic. Great news, I'm pre-diabetic. I know, I know, yeah. You know, what is it that makes us minimize our distress you know and i, and I kind of have an answer for this but that'll be an hour's a- answer if you catch yourself minimizing a health issue call us we'll wake you up <laughs> give you a little reality check well i have a friend who's a doctor who said that it's a mistake to call, that you know this pre-diabetes like metabolic syndrome pre-diabetes diabetes right those are like basically like these three and i don't even know if that, those are the things but he talked about how it's a mistake to let the general public know that these categories exist because it should just be here's your scale of it's almost like here's the scale of diabetes do you have it 100% do you have it 70% do you have it 60% but they say well pre-diabetes um, oh not no biggie you know, I don't have diabetes you know, I have pre-diabetes I'll just yeah I'll be fine you know nobody says I have stage 1 cancer I think I'm okay <laughs> you know there's this there's this way that we have been informed about certain health concerns there's something really horrifying about dying from cancer how fast it goes mm-hmm. um, how it devastates everyone around you things like diabetes not that big of a deal i mean you could have a, a quite long meanwhile not very full but quite long life and until it's time for amputations and blindness it's like, yeah, you know, like my grandma says, I really don't want the last five years. She's like, I'm really not interested in the last five years of my life. 
You know, oh, my life is going to be five years longer. She's like, ah, between 90 and 95, who cares about that time? And you know what? She's got a point. Like, that's what we do as humans. You just don't know when the the five years starts. Right. So, like... (laughs) We want to live right now. And there's no guarantee that you or I will be alive tomorrow. But to the extent to which we have some level of awareness, wow, what a great privilege to not be staged something and be at an and an opportunity to, to gain your life back and your health back and you're playing with your grandkids, whatever it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So you guys, if you're if you have any CPAP questions, we know who can answer them. Even though we are not the experts, we're surrounded by wonderful people in sleep medicine who can help you. Yeah, you know, I'm just so reach like out. when I saw. I mean, it's horrible that Carrie Fisher, you know, died from something, and they're and it's horrible that she died, and. When I saw the, the the title of that article that she died from sleep apnea, I was like, "Wow, that's horrible!" Because that's something that you can you can totally you, prevent. You can prevent, or you can have something that's managing your sleep apnea. Right? right? right. You might, and she didn't, and she had the ultimate consequence. Yeah. And I really hope that um, you know that I hope that brings awareness to everybody. But there are so many. I know so many science fiction fans and readers and authors and who are who I know have sleep apnea yeah. and aren't doing anything about it not because they don't want to but because they don't know how to like they don't know how to they're they're miserable when they put the CPAP on so they stop because they're miserable you, they don't realize that yeah. you can do something you can do something about it you can get um yeah, it's just it's you can just, get support. You, you can, can get, get support. Support is available. Yeah. It, if you it's just want to know, it's more than we can cover because every type of every type of support is different, right? So it's more than we can cover here. But there are there are emotional things that can cause this. There's the fear of having something on your face. There's the fear of being tangled up in these cables. Um, and there's the the resistance and the breathing all of these things and if you already have trouble sleeping the last thing you want is this thing on your face but if you can get through that if you can get over that hump you can feel so much better and then your daytime is going to be so much more pleasant joyful and healthy that you're going to look back and go why why didn't i do this so much earlier yeah yeah i believe that that's true and again we're available to you to connect you with those people who can help you in your area yeah it's a big deal yeah. It's a big deal, and uh, I'm happy that we got to talk about disease a little bit, because even if we are not the ones that have apnea or Alzheimer's, everyone in our family in, has a family member, everyone listening has a family member that is at risk or currently ill, so you being educated and being able to help them the best way you can, and help yourself by knowing what to do to prevent it for yourself and for your children is so empowering. Yeah. yeah. So empowering. Thank you, guys. We have to get... This woman here on an airplane, where are you going? I am um, flying out to London and then to the Netherlands where I'm joining Katie Bowman and other staff of the Nutritious Movement Restorative Exercise Tribe to train a brave group of <laughs> European teachers who are about to start teaching this material in Europe. And then you're going to Bulgaria? And then I'm going to Bulgaria teaching two retreats and a seminar and seeing my family and eating cherries until my <laughs> belly pops. I'm jealous mostly of the sour cherries. Oh, they're so good. I love the sour cherries. All right. So I'm going to get her on a plane. Um, If you have any questions about anything we talked about, minimal footwear, Alzheimer's disease, sleep apnea, 
If you need someone to talk to to find out what you need to do, reach out and let us know. Um, I'm going to put my email and Galena's email in there. So reach out to one or both of us and we will point you in the right direction. And there's also links to Dr. Amon's website where you can do a, an, a quick test for how your brain's doing. There's also a link to an Alzheimer's website where they're um, getting a big group of people together for some research. So if you want to participate in research, that's a great way to give your contribution to solving the issues with this disease sooner. And especially if you're a female. Awesome. awesome. They're really looking for females. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back soon with more. Back soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Eat Move Live 52 podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go out to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Leave us a rating and a review. It helps people just like you find our show.